0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win in
1: town.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlock.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See you website for details.
3: Fiery guy. Jarvis Davis. Basically came off the couch. Jarvis Davis play some semi-pro or professional, whatever whatever you want to call Arena 2 football. Jarvis Davis! Was running, running, running wild himself.
4: You're in the locker room with Jarvis Davis on AM 1100.
3: Welcome into the locker room on AM 1100. I am Jarvis Davis, and I hope you enjoyed your weekend. And as we get into the the dog days of summer, uh, and the, it seems like the sports stories start to dry up a little bit, uh, there was something that happened on last on last evening, and I was kind of surprised, kind of thrown back about it because it involved our own, uh, Atlanta Hawks. And when I say our, let me explain this: when you hear the word "our," it's not saying that I actually played for the team or or I'm affiliated with the team, um, when I say our Atlanta Hawks, I mean our as it to the city because I grew up here. I've identified with these teams um, ever since I was able to watch games, and that's the reason why I say our because this is, I feel like this is my city. I feel like I own it. I'm owning the city. Maybe one day I will actually own it, but, you know, that's, a, that's another movie. That's another career, and maybe I'll probably get there one day. But, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm good where I am right now. So it's going to be our, our Atlanta Hawks, our Atlanta Falcons. When I say that, I'm owning the city. But, but, but as, we, as I was sitting reading and reading up and doing some research and thinking about what it is that I actually wanted to talk about on today, uh, I saw this uh, story come across the board, and, and it was a trade, a trade that, that was off by the Atlanta Hawks. They made a trade with the Toronto Raptors, and I saw Lou Williams' name come across. I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. It kind of made me think about, okay, where is this team going? And we're definitely going to get into what it is the Atlanta Hawks are actually doing right now. We, we're going to talk about that coming up in the next segment. Also, Jabari Davis, uh, BasketballInsiders.com. Uh, we had him on the show here before. He's going to join us at uh, coming up in about 36 minutes or so. He's going to talk about the latest, uh, some some breaking news, uh, this this weird story and Jason Kidd, NBA free agency, and also talk about uh, actually what's going on with the draft and, you know, recap that. I know we had some, uh, we also, Adrian Payne was drafted by the, by the Hawks. So we're going to talk about everything, draft, free agency, and also this very, very weird story that's going on up in now Milwaukee uh, as the um, Brooklyn Nets have traded. Jason Kidd for two second round picks. So we're definitely going to get into all of that. Also, the Atlanta Braves, what's going on with them. We're going to get that into the second hour. So uh, stay tuned. we got a lot of stuff on board. We're going to be getting to all of these things. Now, today is the deadline for the teams to make qualifying offers to restricted the free agents. And reports are saying that you can expect the Atlanta Hawks to Offer, Mike Scott, which I'm not surprised by because Mike Scott, I think, was one of the most improved players on the Atlanta Hawks and possibly in the entire league. Um, I, I think that he he really proved, showed himself approved this year to he really earned that contract to be a, a viable guy coming off the bench next season and uh, moving on into the future. And also, Shelvin Mack, another guy who was who, who performed – who exceeded expectations as well this year, so I, I think that when you have these type of guys who kind of, who shined, I am not surprised that the Atlanta Hawks actually went ahead and traded Lou, Hawk, Lou Williams. I'm sorry. So when you when you think about all of these moves being made, you got guys who who are going to be formidable guys coming off your bench for you, and Mike Scott and Shelvin Mack, and then you have a guy like Lou Williams who it went for a stretch of about seven games or so. He was a uh, coach's decision not to play. So, and and when you actually take these things into consideration, going into his last year of his contract, I wasn't surprised by this move. And you know, they, they and the report says uh, by Chris Villanueva, who uh, recapped the trade on, on last night, uh, who writes for the AJC. He said the Hawks have agreed to a trade to acquire John Salmons from the Raptors in exchange for Lou Williams and the rights to the 2013 first-round draft pick, draft pick, Lucas that The Hawks will also receive a second-round draft pick in the deal that is expected to be completed today. So when you start looking at some of these moves, look at all of the moves that are going on with this team. I started to gather information, and I started to think about what it is that's going on with the Atlanta Hawks right now. Because as an executive, Don, Danny Ferry, I am so, I mean, I trust Danny Ferry. I trust Danny Ferry to evaluate talent. But here's, what we, here's the situation. Here's, here's what I am right now. Uh, I feel like the Atlanta Hawks is a team that is on the cusp of something because you have young talent and Jeff Teague, and Al Horford. You have a good base. You have Paul Millsap, who's on a short-term contract. You just drafted Adrian Payne, who's a stretch four. You have a a guy, in Paul Millsap, Adrian Payne, Al Horford. You have all of these guys who play pretty much the same position. So when you take these things and put all these pieces together, you have to sit and look and say, "What are we doing here? Where are we as, in an, or- as an organization?" Because we, we 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 already know about LeBron, Carmelo Anthony, and those those things are start to, are going to start to come out right now. When on on tomorrow, because today is the 30th on July the 1st, that's when free agency starts. And we know about the report of the Hawks possibly going after Carmelo and LeBron. Now, whether that actually happens or not, that's a good question. And more than likely, due to the history of Atlanta teams, something like that, if it were to happen, and I'm not saying it will happen, that would be very, very interesting. So interesting that I think that when you have a a city that is starving for quote unquote superstars, I think that leaps Leaf the most the most important team in, in this city or the most supported team I feel in this city, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. If LeBron and Carmelo come to this team. I think you have a situation where the Atlanta Hawks will be the number one team in this city.
1: Well, that trade they just did just opened up about $15 million.
3: Right. So I'm glad you brought that up. It opens up about $15 million. But, and we're going to talk about we're going to really going into, into, into the next segment. But it, 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 it kind of, just like I said, I feel like the Atlanta Hawks are on the cusp and The voice you just heard is just Sky. Who I, I didn't acknowledge today, man. I I, I do apologize. <laughs> How you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. How about you?
3: Oh, uh, I'm doing pretty good. How was your weekend? Everything went fine.
1: Oh uh, yeah, family reunion down Lake Eufaula. So. Oh, nice. those are
3: always fun. Uh, meeting people that you don't didn't know and and you realize that you're actually related to them and you didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and then remembering those people of why you don't talk to them for a year.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's actually very dangerous when um, you meet people that you're not related to. And I give a real quick story. I used to always go to visit my mother's church um, where she grew up in. And every time it would see me and my brother, we'll be sitting there and we'll see somebody that, you know, looks very attractive. Um, and we sit. Of course, you know, we've got to be focused when you're in church. But when you sit there and you're looking like, man, who is that? I'm like, man, my brother's like, oh, man, who is that? And she's nice. She's fine. And then once the church is over. And you and we start meeting and greeting and talking to different people and then I was like, Mom, who is that? Or she might end, end up walking up on us, like the girl's like, Oh man, that's the girl we were talking about earlier. Mom coming around, hey guys, uh, this your cousin, XYZ. I was like, What? Yeah. Really? First or second. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is, this is distant, cousin or, or how does that work? It's the South. You know that. Oh, man. it is. It seems like everybody's related down here. Growing up down in the South, it seems like somebody's connected some way, somehow. We all know why that is. But it's a locker room <laughs> on AM 1100. I'm Jarvis Davis. If you want to get in contact with the program, numbers number is 446038770. Talking about the Atlanta Hawks and kind of the direction where they're headed right now because I, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Um, and like I said, we're going to talk about that in an upcoming segment, it's, a, it's kind of like I feel like the Atlanta Hawks are on the cusp of something because, like you said, you have young talent. You have a guy, a young guy who you drafted this year in Adrian Payne who's going to come in and play for you this year, not next year or the year after that in the project. Uh, uh, that's that's what's going to ha- exactly what's going to happen with Walter Tavares, who was drafted in the second round. So I, I think you – you you have all these things going on. You bringing in some young you know, some young talent, and you are you are there are rumors flying under the radar that you're possibly going to go after LeBron and Carmelo Anthony. So I'm I'm kind of wavering here, and I can do that because I'm a broadcaster. I'm a sports guy. I I I, I talk about sports for a living. I and it's a it's a it's a thing where I have to sit here and evaluate, read, and listen and come up with opinion, and I'll hopefully be entertaining as well. But when as a leader of, a, of, of an organization that is the Atlanta Hawks, you can't be like that. It, it, it can't be where you're kind of on the. You're on the edge, okay? All right. Well, we're gonna do this right here, but 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 we're gonna actually we're actually gonna do this, and we're gonna do a combination of the both, and we're gonna kind of throw it all in the pot and kind of see what we come up with, and hopefully we can get out the first round. No, it's not gonna work like that because you have a trade with the Atlanta Hawks. Lou Williams, he actually uh, was traded to the Toronto Raptors for. Luke, uh, for Lucas, I mean for uh, John Salmons, who is a guy who they say they're possibly going, to, they're going to go ahead and 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 and, and cut. Yeah, he
1: Which, probably would never wear a jersey. He'll
3: never. He'll never wear a jersey as a team. He's an older guy, journeyman in the league. More than likely won't be able to help you anyway, because he's an inconsistent player. Probably not going to fit your system, but it was a money thing, free up cap space. I'm a type of person, I'm all about the process. I, I, I like to kind of look at, sit down and look at things and look at all the different moves that are going on. And we're going to really, 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 really dive into it because this is something that needs to be talked about. This is something that a solution needs to come about it. We're going to come up with it. We're going to come with that solution. Because it might be something that you might not like. It might not be a scenario where you get LeBron and Carmelo, which is probably about a ninety-five percent chance that that won't happen. But you know, it's a rumor. As a rumor,
1: we can always hope, right?
3: Of course, that's what fans are supposed to do. But as an executive, a leader of an organization, not so much. Everything needs to be explicit. The plan, what we're about to do. Where we're going next? That what needs. That's what needs to happen. And I'm sure Danny Ferry has a plan, but we want to see if we can try to figure out here in the locker room on AM 1100. I am Jarvis Davis. Coming up next, I am starting to see a trend here, and I really don't know how I feel about it, but we're gonna talk about it. That's next in the locker room on AM 1100, and I'm Jarvis Davis.
5: We interrupt this program with a special news bulletin for Georgia consumers. Do you plan on staying at a hotel, resort, going on a cruise, renting a car, flying on a plane, playing golf, Eating at a restaurant, taking your family to Disney, Universal, or any other theme park? Or how about checking out dinner shows like Medieval Times, Arabian Night, or Cirque du Soleil? Then you need to listen carefully. Effective immediately. All consumers are now able to join Hotels Etc. The world's largest volume discount travel program available. I repeat, Woo! Hotels Etc. is now available to the public. Stop paying full price. Join Hotels Etc. today and slash your travel and entertainment costs by up to 70%. 70%! We're so confident that you'll join Hotels Etc. Once you join, you'll receive a three-day, two-night vacation to one of 30 destinations. Don't delay. Call right now, 877-967-7283, 877-967-7283. Or sign up on the website, HotelsAtCetra.com. That's com.
0: or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates
4: apply.
2: It was the most I ever threw up and it changed my life forever.
3: Well, i on AM 1100. I am Jarvis Davis. And before the break, man, this song just put me in a real, real nice kind of mellow mood. Kind of made me want to talk over it for the entire segment. But... I am not a rapper. I am Jarvis Davis, and you're listening to The Locker Room. If you'd like to get in contact with The Locker Room, the number is 404-603-8770. And before the break, I told you about something that kind of disturbed me a little bit. Um, I was saying how I don't know how I feel about it, and I kind of hit on it a little bit before we actually... Um, came back from the break. I I talked about the Atlanta Hawks and kind of where they're going and where it is that that what's the vision and moving forward and with me and let me tell you how what what it is that it kind of sparked this 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 kind of this thought process because like I said I'm a, I'm a process guy I like to kind of tell you where this came from and I don't want you to think that. I'm the type of person to just kind of come up with things out of the, off the top of my head and just sit here and just run my mouth for two hours. But and after the trade, I, I saw Lou Williams get traded away, and uh, they got John Salmons, and they also got rid of uh, Lucas Naguera, got John Salmons in return, who, who's looking to, they're probably going to go ahead and cut and release him. One or the other or both, um, but coming back from coming back from this this, this break, I, I, I thought about when I saw this headline, and it said, "Dang at top of Hawks free agent wish list." Now, Luol Dang, we all know we, he was played for the Bulls for a long time, and he was a a a piece that uh, was a part of a team that was led by Derek Rose and, and they've been a playoff team consistently for the past six or seven, I mean five or six years or so, three or four years or so. And it kind of got me to thinking, like, okay, you have a guy who's 28 years old, been in the league for 10 years, and over his career, also, he was actually traded mid uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you have a guy who, who, who averaged about 16 points, 5 rebounds, almost 6 rebounds and 3 assists a game. 28 years old. And the Hawks have a definite need at the small forward position. But this is kind of where I'm torn. You have a guy who's 28 who was on the Uh, definitely on the back end of his career, it's kind of like, okay, now, what what are the Atlanta Hawks doing right here? Because you have a scenario where I I think you you can't waver when it comes to these two things, rebuilding and retooling. And I'll give you an example. Rebuilding is what the Philadelphia 76ers are doing. And there's two types of rebuilding that I came up with. One is tanking. Now, I'm not one who believes in tanking. I don't think it's, I wouldn't necessarily respect a team if they were to deliberately tank the season, as they say, or I would rather them, you know, try to, Do the best they can as far as building a roster that can at least compete. And if it happens to come that the at that point where you actually end up getting a number one overall pick, then all by all means, that's fine. And it seems as if they've been building their roster. The seven six has been doing building their roster to actually, quote unquote, tank. Then then on the other hand. You have a rebuilding such as the Houston Rockets and what they've been doing, finagling the cap to where they were, able, they were set up to they go out and go get uh, uh, Dwight Howard. Projecting forward, okay, when this guy becomes a free agent, we're going to get rid of this guy, we're going to get rid of that guy. To say, hey, once Dwight Howard becomes a free agent, and he has a decision to make, we're going to be in line. We're going to be first up in line to go out and go get Dwight Howard, and we don't care if anyone knows about it. So you have the Philadelphia 76ers who who were rebuilding through tanking, and then you have the Houston Rockets who are rebuilding through working the cap, going out to go get free agents big-name free agents, and putting together a super squad or or their own version of the big three. And speaking of the big three, we have Retooling, who's the most well-known big three down in Miami. You can either be that type of team, the type of team that competes for a championship every year, but you come into some money issues, and you only have a $63, $63 million cap. And all three of those guys are probably going to be at about at or right at or just a little bit below 20 million dollars per year, and it doesn't take a mathematician to realize that's not going to work. So they're going to build their roster that way. So as you can see, with retooling, you can't retool if're if you're the head of the Atlanta Hawks because. You have not been competing for, for for a championship for the past few years. Now, don't get me wrong. I know you're probably saying, well, Jarvis, they made the playoffs for the past seven years. Yes, that's true. I give you that one. But here's the thing. They have not competed for a championship. So you can't retool. You can't retool if you have not competed for a championship. Like I said, mentioned in a, in a previous segment, they have young talent. They have some young talent in Al Horford and Jeff T. Paul Millsap, kind middle of middle-of-the-road type of guy. As far as his age-wise, I wouldn't say he's a young whippersnapper, but I'm not going to say he's washed up. He had one of his best seasons this year, made an all-star team for the first time. I think he's a piece where you can use as part of their rebuilding process. But with the Atlanta Hawks reportedly having Luau Dang at the top of their list as a free agent, you got a guy who's 28 years old, been in the league for 10 years, 16 points, 5 or 6 assists, 3 or 4 rebounds, what is he going to do for you? What is he going to do for you? Is he going to be a guy that's going to take you over the top? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So it, it, you, if you, the house will go ahead and go get Luang, Luau Deng, it was it's a it's a retooling move. But you're not the type of team that can retool because you have yet to compete for a championship. So we move to the rebuilding part, something that I told you that you might not like. Either you're going to tear it down as far as tanking, in a sense, or you're going to start to restructure your cap. You're going to do it like Houston did it, restructure your cap, project four, saying, okay, this guy's going to be a free agent, that guy is going to be a free agent, and here's what this team this guy, this guy, team is not satisfied with this guy, or they're not doing anything for him, or he's not. the team is not doing anything for him to help him compete, so he's disgruntled, i.e. Kevin Love up in Minnesota. So we're going to put this piece together, this piece together, and, and give them an offer that they can't refuse. Those are the type of things that's involved with rebuilding. I think the Hawks are right there in the middle, and I don't think – that is going to be something that's going to help you compete. It's going to help you get to the playoffs and continue to do what you're doing, which is get to the first round, possibly get to the second round, and then you're out. It's going to be one way or the other. Choose you today. It's is Locker Room on AM 1100. I'm Jarvis Davis. Talking about Atlanta Hawks and, and some of, the, some of the reports that I've been reading as far as Luau Dane being at the top of their list, and we all know free agency starts on tomorrow, so these, ans- these questions are going to be answered. And, I, and I'm thinking, just me, looking at all these moves that's been, going, that's been happening, getting rid of Lou Williams. He was making about a little bit over $5 million per, going into his last year, getting him off the books. Trading in Lucas Naguera, getting rid of him. Getting a guy in return in, in John Salmas, who is not going to put on a Leonard Hawks jersey, reportedly. So you have these financial moves being made, freeing up salary cap space, but you have the possibility of going out to get a Luau Dang. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because in the draft this year, on last week, you had an opportunity to get a young buck. A guy like Rodney Hood, who was available. James Young, who was available. Kyle Anderson, who was available. Who the San Antonio Spurs picked up with the last pick in the first round. That's a retooling move getting a guy with value actually falling to you and picking him up and get him, give him a chance to learn in your system. Right. You are so right.
1: Yeah. There are going to be people staying up till 1201 tonight because, you know, it starts after midnight tonight. So some people are, they literally stay up to midnight, thinking that LeBron's going to make his decision at twelve
3: oh one. Of course not. Come on now.
1: <laughs> He's got to be on prime time.
3: And, and let's get, and let's. I'm glad you brought LeBron. And let's get back. Let's 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 get let's set the record straight right here. LeBron is going back to Miami. Oh yeah. No like
4: what
3: I said wife uh, says. exactly exactly. So yeah, let let let's kind of slow down. Kind of let it see the process play out. Like I said, I'm a process guy. I don't don't jump to conclusions. I do some research. I read and take a lot of things in consideration to say, okay, all right, here's my opinion. Here's what I actually think about it. Look at LeBron making the first move. He was the first one to opt out of his contract. Then it was Dwayne Wade. Then it was Udonis Haslam. Then it was Chris Bosh. Hmm, a lot of guys that were eating up a lot of cap space with the leader of the team, starting it first. He made his decision first. So LeBron wants to see what the plan is. He wants to know the vision. And I'm the same way. I'm not putting myself on LeBron James' pedestal, but I feel like I'm somewhere near there in the sports broadcasting industry. You know, you got to think highly of yourself. Of course. You know, if nobody believes in you, you must believe in yourself. And Mm -hmm. I do. I believe in myself a lot, are not you, Sky? Absolutely. Yeah, man. There's
1: nobody like me.
3: Exactly. I'm an individual, but I'm a part of an entity, and we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Uh, I got some very interesting stuff that uh, that entity that is called marriage, and we're gonna talk about oh. something that really is a uh, really on my heart, and I have to get it off my chest. We'll get that to the bottom of the hour. Also coming up. At uh twelve forty, we got Jabbar Davis and we're gonna talk all things NBA draft free agency and we're gonna get into this very weird story that is of uh Jason Kidd. Um report coming out today, right before I actually came on the show that he was has been traded. It's so funny to hear a coach being traded, mm-hmm. uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks and in return Brooklyn is getting two second-round picks, uh, future second-round picks. So I think that when you have a team, when we talked about LeBron James and him wanting to see the vision, and if he likes what he sees, he's going to re-sign with that team. The Atlanta Hawks, I feel, are the same way. They're in the same predicament, and I'm not necessarily seeing the vision right now because either you're rebuilding or you're retooling and you're not retooling because you have, not, you have yet to compete for a championship. Teams who compete for championships retool. Teams who don't, they rebuild. Especially when you're right at the cusp, you feel that you're right at the cusp with, with a certain amount of talent and a certain amount of draft picks that you have that have made yet, may have panned out or may have not, not panned out. So choose you today, Danny Ferry. I'm, that's what you need to do. Choose. We all have to make decisions. It's either one, it's, this is a black and white one. You can't be in the gray area on this one. I think you're in the middle of the road. It's going to be one or the other. But I, I, I think July 1st, t- tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll tell the tale on, on where the Atlanta Hawks are going for the 2014-2015 NBA season. Coming up next, like I said, Jabari Davis will be joining us. And uh, he's a writer for BasketballInsiders.com. Um, don't go anywhere. He's a good guy. He always has some good information for us. That's next in the locker room on m 1100. I'm Jarvis Davis.
0: Standard text and data
3: Rate Supply. Welcome back into the locker room on AM 1100. I am Jarvis Davis. The number is 404 If you'd like to get in contact in with the program, if you got a comment about anything we've talked about, over the last 30 to 40 minutes, you can call us. Give us a call and, and give us your thoughts. But first, now joining us in the locker room, we have a writer for BasketballInsiders.com. His name is Jabari Davis. No relation. Uh, we probably might be related. We never know, man, because I have some family out there in California. Jabari, what's going on, man? How you doing, bro?
2: Hey, how you doing, drivers? I appreciate you having me back.
3: No problem, man. Uh, first, man, of course, the, the story with uh Jason Kidd coming out, it actually came out not too long before I actually came on the air. Jason Kidd has been traded. Like I said, I told the listeners earlier, it's so weird to, to hear a coach being traded. And uh, I mean, what's what's going on with with the Brooklyn Nets, and, and as far as this with this trade?
2: Well, I mean, this is the reality, and you know, I, I, it's funny because I went back and forth with uh, you know some some Brooklyn fans. Yesterday video you know, regarding this, based upon my stance on it. You
3: know, I look at it
2: like this: if you're Jason Kidd, and I'm not justifying the act because you know, let me you know, first and foremost, say I understand why you know folks will be questioning loyalty. I understand why folks will you know you maybe you feel you'll feel you feel wronged in some way. You know, given the opportunity that Jason you know that kid was given as a first year head coach with no you know no you know no prior experience. But ultimately, this decision boils down to Jason Kidd having the chance to potentially double his salary uh, with, you know, what we would imagine will be less expectations, uh, with a longer leash due to his ties with ownership, and you know what, you know, not too many of us would be able to turn down that opportunity.
3: It's a locker room on AM eleven hundred. Jabari Davis joins us, uh, writer for insiders dot com. Now. You talk about the ties, and uh, for for the people who may not know, what are some of the ties that Jason Kidd does have with the Milwaukee Bucks?
2: Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he uh, he has the, with the new ownership. He has a long, you know, long time relationship with, and and you know, forgive me, I don't have the gentleman's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but basically, you know, like you know, you, you, everybody knows how things work. When you have long-standing relationships with 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 an individual or with a group that you know comes into power. All of a sudden, you know, they, you know, they, they're an ownership group. Uh, look, I, I don't think it, it, it should come, as, you know, come as too much of a surprise. You know, but but here's the thing. I, you know, I'm not justifying Jason K's actions. Again, I do understand why you know folks, you know, in in uh, I was say New Jersey, excuse me, folks in Brooklyn would be disappointed. But when when you see the current trend of you know, what's taking place with coaches, where you know coaches with 50 plus wins are being fired. Coach, you know, coach of the you know coach of the year winners are being fired. Guys will have, you know go through a bad run in December and January and be out of the door in February. Uh, while again, you know, I understand the disappointment. You know, given how you know given how the future kind of looks. You know, with Brooklyn, with the uncertainty. With, you know, regarding Darren Williams coming off of, you know uh, two ankle surgeries, you don't know what you're going to have. You know, you don't know what the situation is going to be with Paul Pierce and with you know, with uh, KG and some of the veterans. Uh, Brooke Lopez is an You know, is, is, is has unfortunately he's one of the better young offensive centers in the in the game, but hasn't been able to stay healthy over the last couple of years.
3: He's a walking injury oh, yeah. report.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, and again, this is this is not to be disparaging against you know, against Brooklyn because you know those they were one of the teams we're heading into the year. I really wanted to see what they could become, but given all of those circumstances and the fact that you know what. You know, most of us didn't think that Jason Kidd was going to make it through you know that first stretch when they started off so poorly. You know, when when you start to factor all of these things in, like I said, while it you know, while it may stink, it makes sense.
3: Uh, the locker room, uh, Jabari Davis joins us here on AM eleven hundred, writing for BasketballInsiders.com. Ins- now we talked about Lorton. Let's first thing. Let's get this out the way. Uh, we we kind of keep it real uh, here in the locker room, Jabari. Uh, there's no such thing as loyalty in sports. I'm just, let's go ahead and throw that out there. So let, let, we don't have to talk about that. But yeah. I, I, I think that it's, it's just like you said, something does stink here. Because last time I checked, Larry Drew was still the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks.
2: Now that is exactly good. I'm glad you took it there. And I, and I actually apologize to Larry Drew for forgetting about that. Because the reality is this: he's the one that it really stinks for. He's the one that you know that that, that if I'm you know, if I'm him, I'm looking at you know current ownership and saying like, come on now, <laughs> I, you, you uh, I I go through the tank job of a century for you, uh, you, know, you right, know we end up getting right. we end, we end up getting the guy that we want and Jabari Parker and, and you know and let's not leave that out of the equation either, you know as a reason for you know Jason Kidd who want to you know want to quote unquote re up and, and and move along the opportunity, you know, the potential opportunity to, you know, to to work with and mold and you know and and kind of hide behind even a young superstar, you know, a potential superstar in the making in Jabari Parker, that's got to, you know, that's got to you know weigh into the decision. But, you know, back to you back to coach Drew. It really is unfortunate, but at the same time, you know, these older coaches, they you know by at this point, they do understand that unfortunately coaches in this league are hired to be fired.
3: Right, Jabari Davis of BasketballInsiders.com joining us. Talking about the, the Jason Kidd story and being traded and Larry Drew uh, basically being out of a job again. Uh, obviously, he was, we, we're familiar with Larry Drew because he was the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, and he was an assistant for, for a few years as well under Mike Woodson. So I, 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 what do you think is next for Larry Drew? I mean, he's been fired. Uh, he was fired last year from, from before the season from the Atlanta Hawks. And he was hired with Milwaukee Bucks. He sustained. He 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 actually coached his way through a, a obvious tanking job. I mean, what do you feel that's next for for him as as a head coach?
2: Well, you know, you never want to say that he's not going to get a head coaching job because I, I you know, me personally, I'm always in favor of you know of folks getting. You know another opportunity if they if they deserve it, and quite frankly, Larry Drew, as you said, you know, as you just kind of broke down, he's been a consummate professional. He you know he's you know he's been he's been a head coach you know several times. He's also been a longtime assistant. You know, I would imagine you know he would at least look towards the assistant you know assistant ranks. But you know, but let's also not mistake Larry Drew may you know may very well end up you know as one of the analysts on NBA TV or ESPN or whatnot because you know you know when you're getting let go, you still get paid. So. Right now, he can kind of pick and choose and wait for the perfect opportunity for him. You know, if this, you know, if this ultimately goes down, you know, you've you've seen it around the league. Some of these, you know, some of these, you know, longtime assistants that were also head coaches, Alvin Gentry, you know, comes to mind, and you know, and some of the other, you know, veteran coaches. What they what they seem to be doing is comfortably taking you know taking positions, you know, lead assistant roles. And then honestly, in some of these lead assistant roles, if you, if you can make you know, close to a million dollars e- or even a little bit more, you know, it's, that's really not the end of the world, especially since you, don't, you ultimately don't have the responsibilities of, you know, of, of the, you know, the final say of being the head coach.
3: Jabari Davis in the locker room of BasketballInsiders.com. Now, now as far as free agency, obviously free agency uh, starting tomorrow what are some of the things that you're just kind of hearing that's being thrown out there, the things that might might surprise us?
2: Well, you know, honestly, I do my best not to ride too many of the you know of the rumor waves, and and here's the reason. And believe me, I'm not trying to back out of that one, um, because you know I'm as excited by them as, as anyone else. But the truth of the matter is, with with so many rumors you know floating around, with so many you know, see, you just honestly, you never know what you know which report to truly believe. One thing that I was surprised by was yesterday. You know, I'm not sure if you saw it. It was kind of put out there that. Uh, the Phoenix Suns and potentially other teams were interested in in in, in offering a max contract for Gordon Hayward. Uh, that wow. in itself, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that in itself <laughs> was somewhat that in itself was somewhat of a surprise. Even though I, I personally am a Gordon Hayward fan, yeah, you know, I love his versatility. I love all the different things that he can bring to your team. Uh, under the, you know, in, in today's CBA, I'm not exactly sure that I would max him out. Uh, but you know, but that's me, that's neither here nor there. I am not a GM, so obviously I don't I don't make those decisions. But, you know. Um, the, the the one surprise was that uh, it was reported that or it started coming out this morning that the Jazz would now match any offer that you know any offer sheet uh, you know that he were to receive and the reason why that's surprising is because if you if the, if I'm the, if I'm the Jazz and I were truly planning on doing that then this could have been done prior to the year when he made the, when he made the same exact request. You know, so you know, I don't know if it's a matter of them posturing. I don't know if it's a matter of them try you know, uh, you know trying to regain your, you know, negotiation, um, you know, leverage. Uh, but you know, again, if you if if the ultimate result was that you were just going to max, you know, you know, max them out anyhow, I don't necessarily understand going through the entire season, uh, you know, you know, with the back and forth.
3: Jabari Davis joins us of BasketballInsiders.com here in the locker room on AM eleven hundred. Uh, when, wow! I'm I'm stunned uh, because you have a guy in Gordon Hayward, averaged about 16 points a game, five assists, five rebounds per game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it it's kind of it, it's kind of bewildering to me, Jabari, because it, it seems as if in every major sport, free agency time rolls around and guys get constantly overvalued. Do, do you see a scenario where guys like Gordon Hayward, Luol Dang, and he was being rumored to be on the top of the Atlanta Hawks uh, list on, starting on tomorrow as well, but do you see some of these guys starting to get, get to the overpaid, overpaid level um, as far as when it comes to when, when free agency starts on tomorrow?
2: Well, here's the thing. I I don't want to be a hypocrite because I'm I'm always, you know, I make it clear, I'm always in favor of folks getting paid. You know, but that said, yeah, I do think that there is ultimately, you know, and, and, and no disrespect to the Atlanta Hawks, but, when you've been, you know, when you've constantly or consistently been, you know, forever been like the bridesmaid but never the bride, you know, and, and, and this is not me uh, well, again. seven straight you, right the years.
4: <laughs> you know, you, you know <laughs> when, 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 you,
2: when you consistently go after people and go after people and go after me and you, and you don't land them, sometimes when, they, you know, when a guy comes up, they're going to benefit from that. If Lou Dang ultimately goes to the Hawks or, or a team, you know, similar to the Hawks in, in that position of, you know, we've got to finally just get somebody, you know, chances are you do get that extra million or extra two million. See, me personally, I think if Lou want, Alding know, wants the best opportunity to win, and 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 no, I'm not saying that cannot be with the Hawks. You know, it may it, he may end up ultimately having to take a you know, contract ranging somewhere between seven and nine million per year. But if you, you know, if you want to also have your cake and eat it too, if your are you maybe you hold out and you get that eleven million or twelve million dollar figure per year that you're asking for, or that you, you know that that you kind of want.
3: Jabari Davis-Jones is here in the locker room on AM 1100. Now, okay, last question. Of course, i got to end it with, with a bang with the best player in the world and LeBron James. I, for one, think he's going to go back to Miami. I think he wants to see what Pat, Pat Riley has in store as far as what type of players he's going to be going after, how he's going to structure this the roster, uh, making sure I'm the top player, player play, paid and then there's nobody equaling me in my pay as far as when it comes to – uh, Chris, I mean, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, where do you see him kind of falling? Because, I, like I say, I, I think he's going to stick with Miami. I, I think he he wants to see the plan first before he actually go ahead and, and comes back to the Miami Heat.
2: I fully agree with you. I think he – you know, and last time we spoke, you know, I just wanted to clarify, you know, to, you know, to your listeners, I apologize for saying dude, that, that the decision needed to become by the 23rd. It was obviously actually the 29th.
4: Right, right. Um,
2: I I honestly think that he played it the right way. He basically sat back and said, Okay, your move, guys. What are you gonna do? Um, I, you know, my gut instinct is that uh, you know, Wade's gonna opt out, take you know, take less money, you know, stretch out the years in order to make sure that he, you know, ultimately gets paid. Um, you know, I'm not certain about what's gonna take place with Chris Boss but honestly. Well he my, did you know, opt
3: out as well, and you don't have all of the guys oh, end up opting opting out um oh, oh, over the weekend. So I what do you do? You, do you think that I think I think Chris Bosh is kind of the guy who's been forgotten in, in this whole scenario.
2: No, but that's what I mean. Yeah, no, you're exactly right about them all opting out. I'm not sure whether he's going to be ultimately back. is what right. I'm saying. I got you. You know, um, uh, but with, with LeBron James, I expect him to get paid the, the absolute max that he should be able to get. To be completely honest with you, you know, I know folks are, are comfortable with saying like, oh, got you know, stars need to take cuts. If you're LeBron James pay me exactly, if I'm LeBron James, pay me to the dollar how much I can make. Don't, you know, don't talk to me about pay- taking pay cuts when the reality is he was, it, it was not the big three, you know, down the stretch. Obviously, Chris Boston, you know, does a lot of things that don't show up, in you know, in the stat sheet, and a lot of things that, you know, people on social media don't necessarily appreciate, obviously on the defensive end, but, you know, you know when push came to shove down the stretch you know, in those finals, it was clear and, and, and obvious that LeBron James was the one guy that was, you know, that, you know, that was bringing it on you know, you know, to the best of his ability you know, across the board. Uh, if, if I'm LeBron, you pay me. You, you, you pay me. You also have to go out and you have to strengthen the bench. You have to get me additional playmakers. They did a good job of bringing in Shabazz, Mah- you know, you know, uh excuse me, Napier, um, Shabazz Napier. Yes, Shabazz yeah.
4: yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Napier.
2: Excuse yeah. me. Uh, they did a great, you know, great job doing that. But that's only the fi- that's only the first step. They you know they obviously need to bring in additional talent so that they're not reliant so heavily upon LeBron and and you know whomever. Is Left between Dwayne Wade, which I, who I don't see going anywhere, and Chris Fox.
3: Jabari, man, thank you. A uh, good stuff as always, man. Thanks for joining, man. Definitely be um, looking forward to talk to you in the future, man.
2: You know, it's always my pleasure, man. Thank you.
3: All right, that's Jabari Davis of insiders dot com giving us the skinny on what's going on in the NBA free agency coming up on tomorrow. Oh uh, man, I I I, I think um, one of the things that I, I, I want to talk about. With this whole Jason Kidd uh, thing scenario, uh, I want to get into that at the top of the hour. Um, just some things that it, it seems as if it's some things that kind of bleed over into the sports realm. That 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 society is where it is today, as far as this whole microwave society. We're going to talk about that and get into get into kind of what 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 probably was going through. Jason Kidd's mind when he, he, he made a play. He made, he made a, a, he strong-armed his way out of Brooklyn. And I don't blame him. And I'll tell you why that's coming up next in the locker room. AM 1100, and I'm Jarvis Davis.
5: Tune in. Now,
0: you can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet.
2: iPhone,
5: Android,
0: BlackBerry, Nokia, Nokia
2: Samsung,
0: Windows Phone,
2: or whatever you have.
0: Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy from over 70,000 radio stations around the world, including this Beasley broadcast group station. Check it out at TuneIn.com or your app store. <laughs>
3: Welcome back into the locker room on AM 1100 I am Jarvis Davis a lot of good stuff in the first hour all things NBA talking about the, the breaking news with uh, Jason Kidd and of course uh, it wasn't it didn't come as a surprise because a lot of stories coming out that they were in talks with the Milwaukee Bucks now Jason Kidd is the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks and in return, the Brooklyn Nets received two future second round picks. It's Jarvis Davis in the locker room on AM eleven hundred. Number is four zero four six oh three eight seven seven zero. If you'd like to get in contact with the program. Also talked about the Atlanta Hawks and Danny Ferry and kind of where they are right now as a team as far as are they rebuilding or are they retooling. Uh, I, I, for one, think that that's an easy answer because in order to retool, you have to be a champ, contend for championships, in my mind. And I think they're kind of in the middle of the road, and I think that's a scary to position to be in because you're not quite good enough. You're not a team that's actually tanking, but you're kind of a team that's kind of basically kind of sustaining themselves, trying to uh, show – just put on put on a dog and pony show. Hey, we're looking. We're making the playoffs. We've made them eight thousand years in a row, but we probably got out of the first round maybe once or twice. But hey, we're still making the playoffs, though. And it's a locker room on AM 1100. I'm Jarvis Davis. Hey, we, we, we. So I talked about with Jabari Davis of BasketballInsiders.com and how. He is, and how Jason Kidd is, well kind of in an a interesting scenario, because you have an owner who wants to win right now, and it's kind of helped the skeleton in here right now. I Lightning storm. and thunder, Yeah, thundering, and, and everything is going on outside. Huh? They must, this just don't want to hear the locker room on today, but but we we, no, we definitely must be gonna getting
1: close to it. Must
3: be hitting the bone. Uh, yeah, must be hitting something. <laughs> Motel Six, man. I want to keep the lights on for you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but with with this situation and Jason Kidd, I I, I think I'm I'm, I'm kind of on the side with Jabari. I I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily kinda I don't necessarily agree with the with him basically getting his way out of out of Brooklyn, but I so understand. I so understand. And it was almost like I had a light bulb moment. Okay, think about this. Put yourself in this situation. You have a team in the Brooklyn Nets. You have a roster with guys like Brooke Lopez. Uh, 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 a guard who, and Sean Livingston, who had an excellent year this year, stepping in for a guard in Darren Williams, who you pay a buku amount of money and who's been known around the league as a coach killer. Yeah, Brooks Lopez, like I mentioned earlier, he's a walking injury report. You know, you can take that for what you or, or what you want. You have Paul Pierce who is definitely on the end of his career, you have Mason Plumlee, who a guy you drafted, who turned out to be a decent player. He's going to be a a solid guy coming off the bench, possibly a starter in the the near future. You have Marcus Teague. Marcus Teague is Marcus Teague, a guy who came out of Kentucky, tried to ride the wave of, of, of that championship team, Coming out of college with uh, John Calipari as the head coach. Um, Should have stayed in college. And that is definitely coming to uh, fruition right now. Darren Williams coming off of uh, Achilles injuries. Man, got the worst ankles in the world. I, for one, was told that I have some very good ankles. Uh, My ankles might be better than Darren Williams at the age of 31, turning 32 in next month. Man, I'm getting old. But as you can see, as you go through this roster, you have Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett also, who's on that, on that roster. So you have a lot of guys who more than likely are not going to be around in a year or so. And you have an owner who is, wants to win right now. He's willing to spend all the money he's willing to spend because of that, and when you look at the the, the Brooklyn Nets right now, uh, they're strapped, they're strapped for cash because they're, they're not a team that has the the, the, the free free willy to to go out and go get anybody they want because of guys like Kevin Garnett, Joe Johnson. How can I forget about Joe Johnson? I <laughs> know. <laughs> Danny Ferry solidified his job for the next five years because he got rid of that albatross contract that is Joe Johnson's. Yep. So now Brooklyn has that, has that contract. And you, you, you start to take all it. Like I said, I'm a process guy. Look at this. Look at this, look at this situation. There is no promise on this team whatsoever. Dan Williams, he's a, good, he's a good point guard when he's healthy. But uh, he's a coach killer. Kevin Garnett was a, a great player. Hall of Fame basketball player in my eyes. Paul Pierce, same way. But their time has passed. It's gone. Right now, they're solid, solid role players. They, they bowed down to Joe Johnson as far as the main, being the main scorer on this team last year and in the playoffs. Joe Johnson actually was scoring points in the playoffs. Imagine that. Taking over games. Those words came out of my mouth as I watched the playoffs this past year. Exactly. Exactly. You have these, all of these, these different pieces, and Jason Kidd was reportedly got into one of the high-level high executives with the Brooklyn Nets, and and, and I think it was part of all, all part of the plan.
1: Well, earlier in the season, you know, they were threatening to fire him, and he got right. wind of that. He knew about it,
3: right? So and then he
1: turns the team around and has like the best winning record or percentage, at least, for the first-year coach, you know, and and I'd be wanting to leave too if you know, I wasn't going to be given a chance to turn things around the way things started out.
3: Right. It's just like what, but what when you, Scott, when you look at what what it is, that roster that I just named off, it's a lot of older guys mm-hmm. who people probably, it's a lot of named guys who, guys who haven't really, of course, they, you know, they'll give you 15, 16 points, but that seems to be a very similar, a very uh, familiar number. Why is that? Because we talked about guys like Gordon Hayward and Lou Dane who averaging 16 points a game. It's not really going to you know, put you over the top, but you have these t- guys like Paul Pierce and, and Kevin Garnett, guys who you used to averaging 19, 20, 23, 22 points, averaging a double-double with Kevin Garnett. Those type of guys, they're not there anymore.
1: Yeah, and they're on those old legs, like you said,
3: the you know? old old legs. They're they're nowhere near the players they used to be. So, if I'm Jason Kidd, I don't necessarily agree with it because you probably knew that coming into the, that, that situation. You knew that coming in situation what you were getting yourself into, especially one year in. Now, if you're three or four or five, like four or five years in and you're starting to see some things that you don't like, and you're starting to say, okay, all right, uh, I don't know about this one. I might have made a, made a mistake back in the day. It started off as a good decision, but I got an opportunity to be a first-year head coach and, and, and go out there and, and prove myself to be a worthy head coach. But three or four years down the road, I realized that it was not, but I don't, I don't, I don't believe that he all of a sudden – thought that, okay, this is a bad situation I need to get out. You're a year in. You knew exactly what you are getting yourself right. into. But like I said, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand. Because you flip over to the Milwaukee Bucks, who were one of the worst teams in the NBA last year, and proved that by being getting the number two overall pick, guess who you got coming in? One who I think teams. is the one, one of the most NBA-ready players yeah. in the league. I agree. And Jabari Parker. This is a young team. You got guys like John Henson, solid guy. You got Giannis, I think, Kumpo. Ooh, I almost <laughs> got that out. He's a young guy, young, solid talent. You have Jabari Parker coming in. You have guys like O.J. Mayo, who's probably not going to be around for a long time. Brandon Knight, he may or may not be around. But you have some solid pieces in Jabari Parker, who I think is going to be the uh, project to be the, far, the, the better pro uh, moving forward as far as being the most the, coming in and making the most impact um, right offhand.
1: Yeah, he could be rookie of the year. I, I,
3: and I would not be surprised by that. So you have a, a team, a very young team, and let's talk about this as well. And this was another reason why I didn't necessarily understand why Jason Kidd actually went um signed on with the Brooklyn Nets. He played with the likes of or played against the likes of Paul Pierce and, and, and Kevin Garnett. You guys are same age, around the same age range. they've no they hung out together. they probably did whatever to the opposite sex um. <laughs> and and, and post game parties and, and just going around in different cities. So it's kind of like, if I feel like you're my equal, why would I listen to you? Especially if you're ever. A lot of people knew that he was kind of finding his way, trying to figure out being in that in that in that in that, that head seat. You have to make all of the decisions as far as planning when we're gonna go, when we're gonna take, when we're gonna leave to go to this city, when we're gonna leave, when we go after. What time are we going to eat here? What time are we going to go there? What time are we going to have practice? Are we going to practice today? Are we going to take the day off? So all of these things come into play. Well, they may call
1: it Brooklyn, but you know you're still under that New York microscope. Oh, of, course, Out in of course. You could do anything. Of course. Nobody's I was going to, I was going
3: I <laughs> I, I, I'm totally, I'll tell you, I'm telling you, you Scott, I was going to get there. So you have an older team in Brooklyn. Where it it, it looks that like it has no basically no future because you have the, the youngest guy as far as the youngest promise you have is Darren Williams and he's been injury prone throughout his career and he's been labeled as a coach killer. You have Joe Johnson who is an inconsistent solid superstar or a star as, as they say because I, I as you can probably tell I, I don't really care for Joe Johnson as a player because he did nothing in the playoffs for the entire time that he was down here for the Atlanta Hawks. He disappeared, he, he was a mute, and he called out Atlanta fans after a game.
1: But he cashed every check.
3: Oh, he cashed it. <laughs> oh, man. Now, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for cashing those checks. No. But let's, let's get some production. Sure. Just show up. Just show up. If you're not even there, it's like you're not even there in playoff series. And you're in the all-star game, and you're one of the highest paid players over LeBron and, 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 and the, the, some of the best players in the league, and you disappear in the playoffs? That's why I say Danny Farad's job is guaranteed for getting rid of that doggone guy. I promise you. In this locker room on AM 1100, I'm Jarvis Davis, talking about the whole Jason Kidd thing, and I kind of went into – the Brooklyn Nets and looking, going up and down their roster and kind of looking at it and saying, like, if I was Jason Kidd, I probably would have did the same exact thing, because i would go to the Milwaukee. The expectations are very, very low. If you win forty games, you'll probably be uh and have your statue raised outside of uh, uh that arena up there in Milwaukee.
1: Change the name to the kids, the Milwaukee right,
3: kids. Right, the Milwaukee kids. <laughs> you never know. You have a, 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 a promising star and Jabari Parker who was drafted this year, So, and Jabari Parker has already talked about how he doesn't want to go through all this free agency stuff. And that's the thing that kind of stood out to me. I was like, wow, that is a profound statement because I started reading some reports that Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker are more than likely probably not going to re-sign with their teams. And I'm like, oh, they haven't even played. One minute and a quarter That's crazy. And they're already talking about where they're gonna go once they leave. So to hear Jabari Parker talk about not wanting to not wanting to you know, go not wanting to be going to the, all that free agency stuff and playing for one team his entire career, I think that's a good he has a good solid back um foundation. That that was never in question of course, but I think that that's some good things to hear and I'm sure i world sure Jason Kidd is going get, to get very familiar with Jabari and possibly win some games. We'll see. Because it is the East, and it is a very mediocre league, and the East is down. So we'll see. See how that works out. You know, Jason, you know, like I said, I don't know if I agree with it, but, but I understand. There's a lot of pressure up there in New York. There's a lot of oldness up in New York. So I get it. I understand. But coming up next, man, oh, man, oh, man, we had some, uh, a four-game sweep. And they won the other end of it this time. That's next in locker room on AM 1100. I'm dropping.
0: If you love it, your favorite music, news, talk, sport, and you want to hear it, it's in the palm of your hand. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply.
3: Welcome back into the locker room on AM 1100. I am Jarvis Davis. Before the break, we talked about uh, a certain four games sweep. There's um, the Atlanta Braves, we're on the other side of. Uh, they obviously, uh, a couple series before, the, the Atlanta Braves were swept by the Phillies, and uh, they returned the favor. Say hi. There you go. Right back at you. The number is four four six zero three eight seven seven zero. If you'd like to get in contact with the program, I have a have a thought about the Braves, and it was something that was kind of stood out to me as I saw them straight, basically dominating the uh, Philadelphia Phillies over the weekend, and it was something that stood out to me as far as a guy who. I'm pretty sure you all know there's no way to tease this. A guy who has been constantly ridiculed, um, over the ever since he's been here, um, because you know BJ Upton has been constantly ridiculed, constantly giving all this flack, but ever since he's been in that leadoff spot. He has a uh, six-game winning streak, and on Saturday, he sat out the um, the second game of the doubleheader, and but he, so his six-game winning streak is just still intact. I am almost on board with that, but I think you have to give Freddie Gonzalez because he uh, uh, some of the credit because he kind of go back to. You know the, the, some of the decisions he's made, and we we all know about the decision last year against the, the Dodgers, um, not bringing um, Craig, Craig Kimberl in in the eighth inning to go ahead and do that uh, two inning save. Um, a lot of people questioned that move, and they've just been questioning some of his overall tactics as a manager of the Atlanta Braves. But I'm, I, I I'm not one that was calling for his head. I'm not one that is. Saying he should be fired, but I am one who is, is, has a watchful eye on Freddie Gonzalez because you have a team that is struggling as far as when it comes to timely hitting. Now you have guys like you know Chris Johnson who's coming around. He's batting around about two ninety right now, and you have Justin Upton, Justin Upton who's looked like he's going on one of his his streaks. And as far as ripping the ball apart and Freddie Freeman is coming up around about 300, which we expect from him. And you have a guy like BJ Upton, who is. In a bad situation, to be honest with you, because you have your brother who is performing. Granted, he might not be consistent, but when he's hot, he's hot. He's very streaky, man. Very, he's very streaky. He's very streaky. So I, 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 I'm with you when, when you say something like that because he's, he's a guy where you're, you're going to sit there and say, okay, Justin Upton coming up to the plate, this might be a home run. And next thing you know, it's a home run. And you have a guy like the story, Evan Gaddis who I think should be an all-star. There's no reason why this man shouldn't be leading the votes in all-star votes, in in my opinion, because you have a guy who's hitting for power on a consistent basis. And a good average. And a good average. And that's that's, not, and let's just be frank, that's hard to find, especially when it comes to the catcher position, because like I said, you're squatting for nine innings. I commend catchers. I almost stopped playing baseball because I had to catch for two or three innings. Mm-hmm. That was the worst feeling in my life. I was about two, hmm, two twenty. You know, that was when I was young. But I was a uh, in the uh, little leagues, and that was the only sport I could play. I was relegated to play baseball, but I, I loved it. I, fi- I found a, a, a yearning to want to play the sport, but catching. I have a lot of respect for for catchers and guys who who squat for nine innings and then can go out and pick up a bat and and, and, and be a guy you can depend on when it comes to uh, needing those timely hits and getting those home runs and driving in runs when they get the opportunity to.
1: Yeah, they tried to talk me into it when I was in high school. And, yeah. And uh, they said, oh, he's got a great arm. Look at those throws to second. That's great. We can catch him. So they got a batter up there, and as soon as the batter came up and swung, I... Oh, I'm bat blind. To... <laughs> <laughs> I no put me behind the plate. I'm a shortstop, baby. Yeah, man, I don't. I,
3: I'm not a big fan of that whatsoever, like you said. But it's I respect a, for him, though. yeah. I have uh, uh, the utmost respect for Evan Gattis, who should be an All Star um, um, when when that time comes. So uh, and I and I and I will hope that the Braves are uh, getting ready to start that campaign. Um, Julio Tehran as well. Because um, he's been a guy who who has been solid. Um, granted, he may give up some runs early on, but like I said, once he settles in, he he doesn't give up runs. It's just that he hasn't had that run support that he needs. Um, that that I feel that he deserves, especially when it comes to the way he's been pitching.
1: There's a Hall of Famer who used to do that, Tom Glavin. He oh, get him in that first Goodness. inning, man. You had to get you, him early or you Get weren't him early, get him. you're
3: not gonna get him. That's it. I mean I think that you know that's a that's a that's an interesting comparison that you make because like I said, we, we all know what the, the main staple for the Atlanta Braves has been throughout the years and that's pitching. pitching. And there's and I don't think that's the problem this year. It's just been timely hitting, being able to get hits when they when when runners are on base. Like I said, they lead ducks on the pond. They have a lot of ducks on the pond. Uh, it seems that when you look at the box score at the end of those games, but when you have the Braves completing the sweep of the Philadelphia Phillies over the weekend, and, and some of the reasons why that has been happening, like run production, they've been scoring. I think they put in a double header. They put over, was it like fifteen runs in both games? That's crazy. That yeah, it, it is. It's crazy and it's amazing to how. You can there's a simple solution: score more than the other person
1: before this weekend, they were in the at least the bottom ten of almost every offensive category that there is yeah. you know and and that to me, either Freddie's got to take the heat or the hitting coach Greg Walker sooner or later is going to have to take some heat for why can't you increase the offense? I understand the home run they're trying to build around a home run team, but you know what with two strikes, I was taught cut down, make contact. That's what you do. Right. And if you're not getting paid to coach hitting, why are you on the team?
3: I mean, I, you know, that's, that's a like. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think that I uh, I talked about earlier how I'm not for one of calling for Freddy Gonzalez's head because he's playing the cards that he's been dealt. Um, if you want to play some blame, I, I think that you have to... Put some of it on Frank Wren as well, but with the Atlanta Braves, Frank ran has made some 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 good moves also. You know, getting you have those guys coming up through the ranks and you're locking up your young talent before the season. And Dreslin Simmons and Freddie Freeman giving a giving an extension for uh, Jason Hayward, giving him a couple more years. So you kind of see what he's what type of guy he's going to be. So I don't think that that Frank Wren has made all bad decisions, obviously, because I don't think he would be the general manager of the Atlanta Braves because I think there's a standard down here that, you know, either you're going to be good or, you know, you're going to have to be gone. You know, now, now, now I didn't go out on a limb and say that they, they expect to get championships as far as World Series because, you know, Bobby Cox was here for a very, very long time. And, and I'm afraid that Freddie Gonzalez may get that same type of respect that um, Bobby Cox received. Although Bobby Cox earned that because he did get a World Series back in 1995. But with 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 when you have the Braves doing what you know coming off this weekend with the, with the Braves, I think that it's a it is a good thing to see. What Frank Wren sees, like we talked about, vision, uh, with, with, with the moves that were made and the and seeing those things come to fruition. This is this is the vision that Frank Wren had for this team. What you saw over these past four games over the weekend,
1: and he made sure that in 2017, when they go to Cobb County, they're going to have a good product to put on the field that everybody will want to go see.
3: Oh no! Without a doubt, no, now see. See you see Sky Man, you you, you dropping some knowledge on these people man here in the locker room on AM eleven hundred. I'm Jarvis Davis, uh, the other voice you hear is Sky who's guys who bank crashed the boards for me on here from twelve to two on every Monday. Um you 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 hit on a good point there. and the reason why I say that is because you see all of this this money being she- all this money that was shelled out before the season. And notice all those guys were young. Freddie Freeman is going to be here for a while, and Drelton Simmons is going to be here for a while. Julio Teheran is going to be here for a while. And what did I say? He's making a bid to be an All Star. An All Star. You have Evan Gaddis, who is under contract for the next two years, and I think he's probably making about five to six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. He's a steal. Steel. He's a steal. Steel. And people were so upset, and I, I wish I could find these people or record their 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 their, their comments about letting Brian McCann walk. Brian who? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. What's New York seeing out of him this year? Exactly, <laughs> nothing. You're not getting anything out of Brian McCann this year because I think when you look at what he is now? Don't get me wrong. Brian McCann did a lot for the for the team. He was a great catcher. He was a guy who who was a good hitter. He he give you three hundred a three hundred average or close to it. You know he was a timely hitter as well. But he you had when you have a team like the New York Yankees, and you have a team that has that network that that's basically back, backs up Brink's trucks just to uh. To do um to show their games. There's no competing with that. No. There's think. no competing with that. You're gonna find yourself in a scenario where you're going to you overpay for a guy who just because he's a hometown guy, just because he's you know, he, he came up through the system and, and he and he, he he was a great player for you, you're gonna you're gonna overpay for him. No. Frank Wren made a good decision. So that's why I'm not necessarily calling for their heads. But as you can see, how things played out over the weekend, this is the plan that Frank Wren had. This is the vision that he had had in mind when he, he brought in uh, Justin Upton, when he, he signed B.J. Upton. He brought these guys in to put up runs and when you look at the type of player BJ Upton is a guy who has speed a guy who can give you some stolen bases once he get on gets on base now is subjective on whether or not he's going to get on base or not but you know that's a, another story but i think that you you have to take the you have to look at it like that kind of follow Frank Wren a little bit this is what you know this is what the the that could happen. This is what you could possibly see in, in the playoffs. The Braves were to get – because they're going to have to win a division this year to get into the playoffs. I don't think that a wild card is going to come out the NL East this year. No, no. I don't see that happening.
1: If you look what Frank did, though, be straight honest with you, if you break it down per year, when you get towards the end of these contracts, that's going to be a bargain deal for these guys in the prime of their career.
3: Especially Julio Teron. Oh, big time. That was a – that. That was a steal. I I almost questioned his agent saying, um, <laughs> "No, we're not going to take that. We're going to ride this thing out a little bit." But like I say, he he wants to be where he wanna, He wants to know where he wants to be. He's going to be in Atlanta. I guess I'm assuming he loves the city, and I don't blame him. I grew up here, and I, and I love the city to death. But I, I think that when you look at these contracts, you, three or four years from now, you're going to be like, "Wow." Frank Wren was a genius for signing these guys, locking these guys up early. And when you go into that stadium, when more revenue starts to come in for the team, it's not going to look like, okay, well, it's not going to be a a case where you're going to be strapped for cash in a situation where you can't go out and go get a player that you want to go get. Now, granted, now I'm not going to say that you're going to be competing with New York Yankees now. If the Yankees want, that's who they're going to get. Sorry. Yeah. But you 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 can definitely go out and get a guy that a middle of the road guy or a guy who can get you over the top and be able to succeed in the playoffs because we all know once the World Series comes around when the playoffs comes around in the and when the playoffs come around for baseball it's so up in the air because it, 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 all it takes is a team to get hot and bam they're in the World Series and once you get to the World Series. We all know it's all about pitching, and I trust the the Bra- Braves pitching staff. Mike Miner, I no. no, no. Mm. He's been a little he's been a little shaky, a little shaking um, for me lately, and I and I think Alex Wood. be
4: macaroni!
3: Yeah, yeah, big yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I I said that when he he was pitching um, over the weekend. Also, I, I think that you know Mike Miner he struggled a little bit. But he's a guy who can give you something. He can give you six innings. He can get you six seven innings. And another guy I've been impressed by, I know we're about to get ready to go to break, but Shay Simmons.
1: Oh yeah, I like him.
3: And him him he, he and uh what was the other guy? Uh one oh my Pray goodness. Um, oh man, I can't think of the other pitcher me. name that they just they just brought up. Pray not so long ago. Your your rebay ah man, let me let me stop right there but uh those two um two guys that are I think they're going to take the the position that Dave Carpenter had on last year, you know, trying to kind of be in that setup man for Craig Kimbrel um because, you know, Carpenter was the guy who who blew the blew the series mm-hmm. in, against the Dodgers, you know. You know, um, <laughs> that guy. So, uh, the kind of fall back, that's what I'm saying. And I was like, Josh, what you're saying? You said all this to say what? Fall back on the Atlanta Braves because watching the Braves over the weekend it was fun. I I, I enjoyed watching the Braves because, like I said, they put they were putting up runs, getting good solid starts from their from their uh, from the starting pitching, and they beat a bad team. A beat a team that it was supposed to beat. And, it was, and and kudos to them It actually was an NL East team So it, it, it kind of brought them to A point where they can Kind of make a move in this NL East and go ahead and take it over Like they're supposed to Man This show has gone by very very fast But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up Get ready to wrap up the program We've got about 20 minutes or so before we get out of here uh, We're going to get on to a, uh, Some locker room notes kind of go around the world of sports and get into a, 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 a bevy of topics uh, before we get ready to get out of here. That's next in the locker room on AM 1100. I'm Jarvis Davis.
1: In the nation, we can't make traffic jams or love handles disappear. But we can eliminate deductibles. You'll get $100 off for every year of safe driving when you add vanishing deductible from Nationwide Insurance. We put members first because we don't have shareholders.
4: Call 1-877-NATIONWIDE today. Nationwide is on your side.
3: Welcome back into the locker room on AM eleven hundred. I am Jarvis Davis. Sky, what's going on with with the, with the instrumental music, man? We, we gonna rotate the same one the whole time? Oh, we I just like Project Pat, man. I like the Gorilla Pimp
1: thing. What can I say? You like Project Pat? What you know about Project Pat, man? <laughs> Dude, man, I love.
3: I grew up on the Gap
1: Band and all kinds of Das Band. I've loved all kinds of music since far back as I can remember.
3: Okay, if it's good, you. it's good. I got you, man. I, I, I'm with you on that. When it's the locker room on AM 1100, I'm Jarvis Davis, the guy who is crashing the boards with me on today here in the locker room on Mondays, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Um, before we get into a couple of couple of things, I wanted to touch on before we actually um, before we actually got into get into the you know couple of stories I want to touch on before we actually get out of here on today. Uh, I have an announcement. Announcement is. The locker room with me, Jarvis Davis, and you know Boy Sky producing and uh, producing this program have been added to realfansportsnetwork.com. Have been picked up. So if you missed the show and you somehow can't get in contact, can't uh, find my Spreaker page, which I also post the shows on there as well. You can go to realfansportsnetwork.com. That's fans with an S, if you don't understand when I say it in their whole website. realfansportsnetwork.com has picked us up. Um, they're going to be, see, that's what I'm talking about, man, timely drop. I, I, I like that, man. I really like that. Um, I, I Honestly, when I started this show, it was kind of a thing where I was kind of finding my way, trying to, you know, get into this business, and, and to be able to come and, and, and talk on a regular basis about sports and, and what's going on in, in the world of sports today, um, I, 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 it's, it's kind of surreal to me. But um, to, on top of that, for someone to listen to you and to say, okay, man, we would like to definitely uh, put this on our website because we have, you know, X, Y, Z amount of followers or, or people who listen to it. Uh, that's actually humbling in itself, and it what it what drives you to, ke- to keep pushing to get where you want to be in, in your in your certain career. So, like I said, if you um, check out realfansportsnetwork.com, you know 1100entertainmentradio.com, you can listen to us live. Um, also, you can go to my speaker page. is uh, the locker room with Jarvis J- Jarvis Davis. Um you can go there. You can follow me on Twitter at uh Jarvis D90. As you can see, I'm going in, going to get all my uh f- uh shameless plugs in right now. Uh <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Jarvis D90 and Skyman. I know I promise you, I'm not going to uh ask you this again. Um what is your Twitter uh, Twitter handle? It's Skywalker thing2. Skywalker thing2. You can follow him on Twitter at Skywalker thing2 as well. Um, it's Locker Room on AM 1100. I'm Jarvis Davis, four four six zero three eight seven seven zero. If you have any comments before we get out of here, if you've got questions or anything about, um, talked about a lot of things on today. Talked about the Atlanta Hawks, and, and I'm, I'm trying to see Danny Ferry's vision. I'm trying to see where he is, uh, uh, where he's headed, because um, a report is coming out that uh, Luau Dang is at the top of his list at the top of the Hawks list as far as free agent uh, is that wing man who everybody thought, who I thought as well, we're going to uh, address that in the draft, but they didn't. Um, also, the uh, trade of Lou Williams um, going into the last year, his contract and uh, and getting, uh, trading Lucas Naguera, who you just drafted last year in the first round. Um, in return, they've received John Salmons, who is a guy who's probably not going to wear a Hawks jersey. He's probably gonna not. You're probably gonna hear of him being released, or, or 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 his services will not be rendered here in the city of Atlanta. So it, it, it kind of put me kind of in the middle of the road, uh, uh, trying to sustain yourself. Basically, trading water. Um, that's what I feel like with the Atlanta Hawks are right now. If the if that move with uh, of Luau Dang were to come about, I think you're just trading water trying to stay where you are, and and it's not a move that's going to put you over the top. Because I feel like as the core of the team is a young core, and I think you're on the cusp of having something great, especially when you talk about Jeff Teague, who I like, going into the second year in the system of uh, Coach Budenholzer. Um, you have Al Horford. If he can stay healthy, who's a double-double guy, I think that you have a – a solid core and adding a young guy or a, a guy who adding a young guy or using a piece in Paul Millsap to get you a guy that can put you over the top. I think that's where you, you start to rebuild um, um, because or retooling it is not an option because you never contended for a championship in my eyes. So we, we, we got a lot, we talked about a lot of things, basketball uh, this week um, on today and what was you gonna say uh, i was guys? gonna say
1: tavares man i'm i'm interested to see how he, he's he got a 10 foot nine inch standing reach that's ridiculous that is
3: ridiculous
1: dude just stand in front of the goal <laughs> yeah <Don't> move
3: <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> and, and just by being that type of Woo. but but only thing when it comes to develop, he, yeah. he has to develop and you have to be able to move when especially coming into uh, the NBA and we and we know what the, the the moniker is about the big guys. Big guys don't last long. I mean, Shaq was was fortunate enough to last as long as he did. Um, toward the end of his career, he got a championship with the Miami Heat, and he was on the last leg then, yeah, because he had issues with his weight um, and in laziness. Uh, so <laughs>
4: so it, it
1: would be exciting, though, to see a big guy in the center so Horford right. could
3: move down to his true position as a power forward. And we've been – you know what? Yeah, I'm glad you you mentioned that because I don't think – I think we need to get out of that. I think we need to get out of Al Horford moving back to his natural position because he's been playing that position since he's been in the league. Yes,
4: he yes. hasn't
3: really played the four since he was at Florida. Now, granted, he was a, a two-time national champion. <laughs> You know, In, at the university, yeah. university of Florida, uh, with Noah at the uh, at the five, uh, I'm not doubting his skill his skill set, but I, I I think the league is kind of transitioning. Although I don't like it, it's transitioning into a league that it really doesn't matter if you have a center or not. Nah, because it, you have big big men and now. Now you come up with this stretch for position that. No one heard of ten to fifteen years ago. You know, you may have had a few in, in Charles Barkley, but you know that was because he was undersized. But he still was able to play to, with his back to the basket and, and take people down in the post and, and, and actually score at will. And you meant height wise, right? Right, I mean <laughs> height wise. Yeah, height wise. Yeah, <laughs> he was only about six four. Six four. He's more than six four because I'm a little bit closer to six five. And Charles was probably probably having maybe about probably about an inch, a little less than an inch or so. So I think he's probably about six, make, five.
1: Are you telling me they, they put down wrong information on those things? <laughs> man, Scott, where have you been? Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. You see, you guy, you like been? what? You're, you're five foot. What? You're not five foot eleven. You're five foot nine. Don't even try it.
3: <laughs> you know what, Sky? I just had a uh, had a thought here. Because I'm trying to expand my uh my music listenership, if that's a word. Um, you know, I listen to hip hop, I listen to a little gospel, you know, that, that keeps me grounded, it keeps me, you know, you know, being able to make it through. I listen to a gospel, some some hip hop. Every now and then. I can't listen to the, the the latest stuff unless, you know, um I I wanna fight somebody or or possibly uh go shoot somebody who who did me wrong earlier on in the day. But I need you to help me. You got it. And I wanna start doing this from from now on. I want you to come over some music that you like to listen to. And, you know, we'll bump back into it with the you know, come back in from the break or whatever. I want you to talk about it. Tell me who it is. And I and I'm gonna compile a list of the music that you tell me and try to go out there and, you know, download some stuff, listen to it and kinda of diversify my uh my my music, uh, uh, or uh, what uh, what is it? My music, what's the word I'm curriculum? looking for? My music curriculum. Yes, that was a great word. My music curriculum, and as we go along here here in the locker room on AM 1100, I think that you know I want to you know kind of switch it up a little bit. See, learn about some other stuff. Give me some names, some artists. You know, their history, their hit songs. Cause I don't, I don't need to become a connoisseur now. I just want to know the hits. You know, you know, and so, you know, when we come back on, on, on next week, I, I want you to, you know, have some, 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 some instrumentals. We're like, oh, like, you know, we're going we're gonna to do a little trial here. I'm like, okay, I like that. I might not like that. If I do, and you know, I want the name and what artist it is, and give me some, uh, some more hits that they had. I want to check them out. We'll get some stuff that's got some power to it. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, man. You know, we want to liven it up a little bit in the locker room. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. 446038770. If you'd like to get in contact with the program, getting ready to wrap things up. But uh, coming up next, uh, I'm going to give you a little preview of what I have coming up. And I don't even know if I'm necessarily excited about it. That's next to the locker room on M1100. And I'm Jarvis Davis.
5: News bulletin for Georgia consumers. Do you plan on staying at a hotel, resort, going on a cruise, renting a car, flying on a plane, playing golf, eating at a restaurant, taking your family to Disney, Universal, or any other theme park? Or how about checking out dinner shows like Medieval Pond, Arabian Night, or Cirque du Soleil? Then you need to listen carefully. Effective immediately. All consumers are now able to join Hotels Etc., the world's largest volume discount travel program available. Hotels, etc. is now available to the public. Stop paying full price. Join Hotels Etc. today and slash your travel and entertainment costs by up to 70%. 70%. We're so confident that you'll join Hotels Etc. Once you join, you'll receive a three-day, two-night vacation to one of 30 destinations. Don't delay. Call right now. 877-967-7283. 877-967-7283. Or sign up on the website, HotelsEtc.com. That's www.hotelsetc.com. Purchase required to receive vacation.
3: Welcome back into the locker room on AM 1100. I am Jarvis Davis. And I want to tell you, before we get out of here, I'll tell you about something that uh, that's coming up. Give you a little sneak peek of what's coming up on the locker room. And and I can say before the break. I don't know if I'm necessarily excited about it. Uh, (laughs) My wife, uh, Dr. Tanae Davis, um, has forced her way on my show. And as a married man, and being that we're an independent sports talk show, I can do that. But I don't necessarily know if um I'm excited about it or not. But but I think that when you have a woman, you know who who wants to get involved in what her husband is doing, and she sees that you're, you know, obviously she sees that you know she I'm doing a good very good job, or that's what I'm going to think, um, and she would like to join this process because, like I said, you know we have people. Who have joined on with us in the past few weeks or so, with Sky, you know, coming on and helping out, and and uh, also Tanitra Batiste who comes and does the updates. I think that when you have people who want to join in on something, I think that you know something good is about to happen. Something is good, and and with the Real Fan Sports Network uh, picking up the show and actually broadcasting it online as well, I think that there's nothing but good that can come about it, but it's something it's something different when you have your significant other come on and do a show with you because i, I i'm free you know when when i when i get behind the mic um I'm, I'm at a place where you know i'm kind, i feel like i'm just it is just no holes barred the the, bottom, the gloves come off as they say but it's different when i'm around my wife because once the show is over, I have to go home with her. I don't have to go home with you, you the listener. I don't have to, you can not like what I say and you can cuss me out saying you're an idiot or or you you don't know what you're talking about, uh you need to go back to broadcasting school. You can say all these things but, you know, more than likely you're not gonna call in and say it, but But your wife will. Yeah, but my wife will. That's the thing. That is the thing. She will say it. She will say if I suck or not. not, No, she won't say I suck, but she'll say, like, Jarvis, I had no idea what you were talking about on this particular segment. What did you mean when you said X, Y, Z? I'm like, whoa, hold on. Hold on now. It, It took me a minute to get used to that. But like I said, I know it's coming from a loving place. I know that. And my phone going off is probably her texting me saying, stop talking about me. It's okay, babe. I got you. I got you. But, yeah, she's going to join us. And we're going to talk about some, uh, some relationship type stuff. I know it's a sports talk show, but, hey, you deal with it, too. It's going to be some things that you have to deal with as a man who loves to watch sports. So we're going to talk about that.
1: Relationships are sports. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. It's a huge part of sports. Marathon. Some people have divorced over sports and, and not paying attention to their wives. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to ask some questions, and I'm going to be a real. I'm going to ask questions just like I asked Jabari Davis, who joined us today, and uh, from BasketballInsiders.com. Thanks to him for joining us. So I think that, you know, I, I, I hope that you all would uh, uh, continue to tune in to this program. Uh, my thanks to Sky. Uh, for helping out on today, man. I really appreciate your hard work for helping out. Um, like again, thanks to Jabari Davis for joining us with BasketballInsiders.com. Got a lot of good things coming up. Oh, yeah. Since we're about to get out, there's a soccer match going on tomorrow. United States versus Belgium. There you go. There's your soccer for the I got it all in. Thank you all for listening. There it is. There's the closed music. I'm Jarvis Davis on AM 1100. i catch you next week, same time, same place, noon to two. Happy Monday, folks.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home
0: the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
5: details.
4: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
5: You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.